up in the sky. Look, it's captivating. It's energizing. It's Alliance's Heroes. Alliance's is the destination for entrepreneurs, investors, CEOs, inventors, leaders, celebrities, and startups. Where our heroes in business align. Now, here's your host flying in, David Kogan, founder of Alliance's. Yes, that's right. This is David Kogan again with the Alliance's Heroes show. And I'm so excited each and every week because we have the most amazing heroes, ones where we unlock secrets, they're building companies and doing so much more for the community. And thank you too, by the way, for the feedback we continue to have from when we interviewed the president of United Healthcare. So make sure you go to alliances.com, E L I A N C E S.com. So let's get started. Um, <clears throat> first of all, so excited to have our next hero on. First of all, He's the founder of Mint.com. Now, everybody knows Mint.com, and we have on our show Aaron Patzer, P-A-T-Z-E-R, and you could reach him at Vitaler.com. Now, you're wondering, okay, what's Vitaler.com? Well, that's what he's going to share with us today, because guess what he did with Mint? He ended up selling the company. In fact, uh, Aaron, why don't you steal the thunder and tell us who you sold the company that you found at Mint.com to? Yeah, I sold Mint when I was 28 years old to Intuit uh, for $170 million uh, and found myself as an officer of a publicly traded 9,000 person company when I was uh, probably 15 or 20 years younger than every other officer and a bit out of my depths. Is that like a shock to the system though? Suddenly you're selling, I mean, 28 years old, you're selling it to a, I mean, everybody in the world knows Intuit and here you are, $170 million that you sell it for. I mean, that's a huge accomplishment. What kind of emotions are you feeling? Uh, I was definitely shocked. I, I actually didn't realize what the, the converse, conversation was going to be going into it. Um, the CEO, he's still the CEO of Intuit, Brad Smith, invited me out to lunch and he had seen some of the work we had done with personal finance education with teachers. We had um, in the state of Ohio approved uh, personal finance as two or three math curriculum. Um, official curriculum for middle school students, which was great. And he said, hey, I just want to really like the work you're doing in personal finance education. We should work together. Why don't you have lunch? And he said, that's not really why I invited you to lunch. I want to buy your company. How's $100 million sound? And I was like, um, oh, whoa, I, um, are, we, are we even doing that well? Because I can see all of the warts and I can see all of the things that, uh, that I still want to correct. And we were growing very, very fast at the time. I think we were adding, I don't know, a hundred thousand users of, uh, every, every couple of weeks. And in some sense, the financial crisis was very, very good for us. We quadrupled, uh, because of it. Uh, but I couldn't believe that he just came right out and said it. That's absolutely fine. I would have passed out. I mean, I would have been like, you know, is this a dream? I mean, that's just, you know, phenomenal. And especially too, at that age, I mean, you gotta be so proud of uh, something that you built. So you end up selling it, you seal the deal, then what? Well, um, in, Intuit was smart in some sense. They, uh, they didn't pay me all up front, um, even though I was vested in my stock that uh, was sort of backloaded. I got 25% over the course of three years, 25% in Intuit stock um, at a three-year period. So I actually stayed on and ran um, Mint and Quicken ran the personal finance group. I had been sort of bashing Quicken and, and Intuit products. They had uh, uh, Quicken online for 
two or three years and he said, hey, as a condition of buying your company, um, I want you to take these other products and turn them around because you've been talking smack about them for years. And so that was um, quite the role reversal. All right. So you, you fulfill your requirements there, but instead of sitting still, you go ahead and what? Become the founder and CEO of another company? That's right. In 2013, as soon as I left into it, I started a company called Fountain. Uh, Fountain was on-demand video expertise, so you could ask a question just in plain language, and it would connect you over video chat to a doctor, a lawyer, a veterinarian, even a plumber or an electrician, and it was, uh, it was like FaceTime or something like that. You would uh, show them in video what was you know, wrong with your body or your pet or what whatnot, and they would help solve the, the problem. Um, did that for two years, sold that company um, to a company in Seattle, um, and then actually uh, moved to New Zealand, of all places. Wow. Well, I want to talk about what you're doing now, because you're listening to me, David Kogan, host of the Alliances Hero Show. Make sure you go to alliances.com. That's E-L-I-A-N-C-E-S.com. It is the only place where entrepreneurs align. So make sure again, you go to alliances.com because we've got Aaron on, the founder of mint.com, and it's up selling his company to Intuit at the age of 28 years old, starts another company, but now he's going to share with us what you're doing now. So please tell us about Vitaler. And again, you could reach him directly at V-I-T-A-L-E-R.com, or of course, we'll have it on our website, alliances.com. Yeah, so I went from a, a rather um, regulated industry, finance, uh, where we were dealing with usernames and passwords and banking and uh, heavy, heavy security. Uh, and I'm, I'm proud to say that as far as I'm aware, I haven't been too involved, that Mint has never suffered any security breaches or anything in the uh, 12 years that it's been running. It's got 17 or maybe 25 million people last time I checked, saved people $4 billion in bank fees uh, when I left. Um, I went into an even more regulated industry, which is healthcare. So Vital Software, we make software for hospital emergency rooms and patients. Um, if you are unlucky enough to be one of the 140 million people every year in the U.S. who goes to an emergency room, you may wait two, three, four hours before seeing a doctor. At some places, it's, uh, it's eight to 12 hours. Mm. Um, and we want to have the wait times for patients in emergency rooms by making the software better for doctors and nurses. Uh, and faster, and by using uh, a lot of artificial intelligence to identify who's really severe, who can go through um, a fast track process versus waiting for a bed and a doctor, somebody who could just see a nurse. Um, and that's what we've been working on the last two and a half years. How do you come up, Aaron, with these ideas and stuff? I mean, it, clearly, you have a great success, you know, successful track record. The ideas have got to come from somewhere. What can you share with our listeners, though, in regards to that? Yeah, so I always have uh, four criteria for sort of starting a company. Um, number one, does it solve a real problem? Um, and one that's going to last for uh, a decade or more. With Mint, it was personal finances are complex and confusing. People have a lot of uh, different accounts and financial relationships. Um, so we could bring them all together. With Vital, it's that healthcare is also very complex and inefficient. Um, and we can simplify the whole process with, with elegant software. 
So solve a real problem in a big industry um, in a way that you can uh, make money. Um, and uh, the fourth one is in a way where technology gives you a real advantage. Um, and in our case with Vital ER, um, it is artificial intelligence. Um, we've got three published papers. I haven't published an academic paper in 20 years uh, that show that we have the best results um, around for predicting how severe a patient is. It's pretty amazing. Talk to us about that because we hear so much about AI. A lot of people think they know about AI, but may not know as much of the details of, you know, because it seems to be changing all the time. Uh, talk to us more about that and then how it ties into uh, Vitaler. Yeah, there are two types of artificial intelligence. They're called supervised and unsupervised, but basically what the kind that is most commonly used and the kind that uh, we largely use um, looks at what doctors and nurses have done in the past and basically says in an automated way that you can do it a thousand times a second, um, learn from what has been done in the past. And so um, it says, given these inputs, is somebody going to have to stay overnight in the hospital? Or given these inputs, are they uh, severe or stable? Um, and uh, it's trained on a known gold standard. So we know the outcome for, in our case, 200,000 results that we have from existing hospitals. And it just matches, it creates an algorithm or a mathematical equation you don't know it, I don't know, it's kind of inside a black box that takes all these inputs and produces an output. That's supervised machine learning. It's not as fancy as most people think that it is. It's not going to take over the world and take over all of your jobs. Um, it is not going to become sentient and uh, do all the things that Hollywood thinks. It's actually, it's kind of just curve fitting at the end of the day. God, I love it. Well. Aaron, you simplify and you create easier to use applications for consumers and those in the healthcare industry alike. You solve real problems. That's a hero. Make sure you go to vitaler.com so that you can reach Aaron directly or of course, alliances.com. When we return, we're gonna have the celebrity screenwriter for a number of feature films, including Robin Hood, Men in Tights, Battlefield Earth, and many more. This is David Kogan with Alliances. 